0: hi guys welcome back to psych central Nope, we're supposed to wave all of you <laughs> one two three hi guys welcome back to psych central for podcast number two where we're going to be talking about the stigmatization that surrounds mental health all over the world but particularly in pakistan we're going to be talking you through of the reasons of why stigma even exists? People dealing with mental
1: problems, they are forced to believe that they should be ashamed due to their illnesses. But in reality, we as a society, we are the ones who should be ashamed to invalidate their feelings like that. So uh, to start off the discussion, I'll be sharing a personal example with you guys. Uh, I know someone who has been dealing with depression since like, since like many years. And uh, initially, the family, they used to hide it. For example, uh, if someone paid a spontaneous visit and asked about her, uh, they used to be like, shopping uh, They used to cover up the fact that she was actually at an appointment with her psychiatrist. Recently, I had a casual conversation with one of the family members. And a reason they used to hide uh, the fact that, uh, that one of the family members was depressed was because they were afraid of answering people's questions. And they were afraid of being judged. we do
0: depression? So essentially why you and many other people are facing this problem is because there's so little awareness and education about the sector of health in our society. For example, even in our own home, we feel like that we can't even talk to our own parents about it because it's, it's not even their fault because they, they haven't been educated as well. Right. So with that, that's very true. they are not educated on the matter, but at same I feel like at our age, we feel a sense of anger and aggression towards the lack of understanding that we receive from our parents. And it's honestly not their fault because they can't recognize certain patterns in their children because no one was able to recognize those same patterns for them when they were growing up. So essentially it's not exactly their fault and you can't exactly point the finger towards, towards one person, but that is part of the problem that they didn't have anyone to counsel them or guide them towards, whatever they were dealing with. And that's why they can't exactly be there for us. What do you guys feel when you, your parents don't understand a certain topic? About you? Frustrated. Yeah, frustrated. And you do feel angry and that's, I feel like, don't project your feelings onto your parents or someone that doesn't understand your um, problems. I feel like that some parents are so afraid of labeling their children <laughs> so I feel like a lot of people think that what's the point of get, being diagnosed if like the condition can improve over time the problem is that diagnosing someone professionally gives them a sense of validation and okay there's nothing wrong with me it's just, just the way that I was the kind yeah why and I you yeah it's just the way you are and you really Go, you know, easier on yourself. I know some people are really, really hard on themselves when they can't perform as well as they want to, knowing that you know, biologically something's preventing you from getting that, and you can't really do anything about it. I would go easier on myself. It all boils down to the fact that people just don't recognize sickness, like physical sickness and mental sickness, are the same thing. They don't even and. Um, for example, if, you you if someone has a broken leg, you're not going to be like, oh, why, why can't you walk? What's wrong with you? Just walk, just run, come on, just be patient, suck it up. Okay, because it's 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 not invisible to the eye. You can clearly see that they're incapable of walking. We tend to
1: give more importance to physical health or, rather than mental health. You know, whenever we feel that there's something wrong with us, yeah, 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 we're feeling off, we feel sick, we always go
0: seek healthcare professionals, but why don't we do the same for mental health? when certain kids go up to their parents saying that okay you know i'm not doing the best even if they're not depressed you know we all have those low points in our lives a lot of parents tend to take that for ungratefulness and i think it's a pretty safe bet to say that at least all of you must have heard that the line that every print has, you have nap yourself which provide like, you. Know, you're in the you're you know, in air conditioned room, you're getting whatever you want, you order something whenever you feel like it. But you know while these are blessings and I'm not saying that, you know, we should take them for granted, it's just that sometimes these things don't matter. They're really, really superficial and we tend to forget that. Yes, we are all very grateful of the privilege that we have, but with when you say that certain line it, it invalidates your emotions and things that you're feeling you don't know where that's coming from but the like the absence of those things might also make you feel the same way or just as a presence of those things has lets you have these negative emotions about yourself or the environment around you. one of the leading reasons for that is because of the limited fiscal space given for this sector of health in our country tk and it's like so difficult for people to understand the nature of the terms in psycho- psychology and other behavioral sciences, and I feel like one of the biggest problems is, is that there's so much job shaming in our country. So that even if you want to become a psychologist and if you want to raise awareness about mental health, you're going to be told, "Oh, it's a cool scope Pakistan. We psychologists, still doctors do So the people kya hote hain? They um you're not going to get paid as much as you would abroad mary was talking about her experience about how she was really really interested in psychology but when she talked to her um family members abroad they were very supportive of the, of the whole idea they're like yeah it's, if you're really interested you should definitely do it but once she came back to pakistan it was like what are you doing like why would you do that there's you don't get paid enough there isn't enough attention you're not going to get get enough clients or it just you're not going to get enough patients for you to actually be able to thrive in that field. And part of the reason is, which is what a told me, and I didn't think about this before, it's the fact that abroad there will be some kind of like sector, be, like there are sectors of the government that provide you that help. It's but in fact, it's you true. don't, everything's private, so it's more expensive, and thus less people tend to go this kind of help. Uh, you know, in Boston, we don't get that from the government, but we don't even get that from the private sector, um, the schools that we have here. Like, our schools do not have school psychologists. And I know that we're supposed to go for our counselors every time we have an issue, but I just feel like it's not the same thing, and it's not nearly as effective as it, you know, could have been if we had psychologists with us. And I feel like us students need it so much because we're kind of transitioning into, been transitioning into this new era, which like our parents, I know a lot of parents can't relate to because of the generation gap and that affects a lot of my peers. And then other than that, we have a lot of pressure from our um, professors. Hey, you know, calm, Nikia. you're gonna get kicked out of that. It's effective for some students that pressure of, okay, if I don't complete this class, I will face really, really harsh repercussions for it. But for other students, it's like, okay, well, might as well not do it because I can't do it to begin with so what's the worst that can happen you know and that's not how it could be to be able to communicate your pro- problems and why you're not working towards something because there is a obstacle in your life that's preventing you from doing so and also think about counselors and box center at least the schools that I've been to it's not more so about guidance counseling where it, it it's more so, oh, college counseling or like counseling about your academic life. There's no counseling about your personal life. One one difference that I noted, um, I remember in my old school when I was um, living abroad, I used to I used to have these days where I just didn't feel like going to school. I would show up late. I would miss a few classes because I was just not like in the right headspace. And I remember this one incident where my coordinator, she was this, she was this really strong, scary woman but um she came up to me and she was like is that wait, you took a day off yesterday. were you really sick because you seem fine to me now and i said oh yeah yeah i was I, I was really sick and she was like if you if you weren't sick and if you were just taking a mental health day that's completely fine to you i i do it all the time and i think like that's very very needed if you compare that to the schools like the schools in pakistan and lahore now it's you, you can't even get a pass for being sick, being physically sick. Don't you can't even talk about it. Like if you, if you tell your teacher, Oh yeah, I was not feeling right. they're gonna be Like that's such an excuse. You're just making excuses and they're going to shame you in front of the whole class. They're going to kick you out of the class permanently. Um, so I feel like that's a conversation that we need to have. So one of the biggest mistakes we can make is give unsolicited, unsolicited advice to someone. Okay, we're not experts. We don't even know the basics. And I know that we're just trying to be helpful and um, say for the benefit of our friends or whatever. But there are just some things that you never say to someone who's going through something. I've heard it most from my parents or the older generation where it's like, oh, I feel a certain way about a certain situation and I don't know why. And the answer that you get is Namaste. Get ready. Make your physical appearance look good so you can feel good on the inside. Or get some fresh air. You know, exercise. And for sure, some of these things work for some people. But what happens when you go down the line and tick every box and you've done all of those things and you're still feeling the same way? Sure, you feel a little better, but you still have this void inside. You don't. You don't know why. Like, okay, namaste. But like that works for some people that are very connected towards their religion and find that peace while praying. But what about the people that don't really follow religion or don't really know if there's a higher power? Like, what do you do with those people? Tamas, what's the equivalent of that? There's no advice given for this. It's like, oh, okay, you just, you've just strained away from your religion and that's what it is. And you have to be more focused and get on the right path, which is the religious path. And that's it. And you'll be fine. Um, I'm not saying that the remembrance of God doesn't work. Of course it does for people who believe in God, but making duas are only part of the solution. Even when you're physically sick, you're supposed to medicate yourself, you're supposed to treat yourself, and you're supposed to make dua. It's not it's like a it's like a combination of things. So you can't just be like ye dua magically depression There is an implicit judgment in these statements and which is that you need to step up your game. You're not religious enough, you're ungrateful. And I know you, that you're trying to help, but what you actually what you're actually doing is invalidating the pe- person's feelings, and unknowingly putting the blame on them. You make them feel kind of dirty that oh, अच्छा you मैं इतनी विलेजिस नहीं हूँ मैं इस्साम मेरे साथ इस And I just like, feel that, <laughs> that just it kind of distances you. It kind of distances you more from your religion rather than pushing you closer towards it. So it's really counterproductive.
1: I also, feel like a mental illnesses they are often associated with supernatural forces. People also believe that interacting with the person who's suffering, uh, it could be dangerous for them, uh, and believe that these people they belong, uh, they belong in shrines where they're physically harmed get rid of these possessions I feel like this is really unfair because already suffering due to their illnesses and then uh, they suffer a lot more because of the society and mentally ill people they are often a subject of ridicule. you can also see that many mental that many mentally ill people they are often associated uh, with, with crimes and uh, all these factors they just intensify
0: the stigma around mental health. Okay, so another thing that I've noticed is uh, the fact that we use the word trigger very, very lightly. And personally, I could say I'd be the first one to point the finger towards myself. It's like, in our, like, generation, it's, they, it's, like, joked about. Okay, I'm about to say something really offensive, but don't get triggered. Like, maybe if you think about it in the way that, okay, maybe someone does get triggered because of that word because of a past experience that happens to them, and it sets a chain reaction in your body and you feel a certain very, very negative feeling towards what is about to be said. But instead of what we do is, okay, don't get triggered, bro. Like it's okay. It, we're just joking around and it's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said whatever I'm about to say, even though you were adding the don't get offended or don't get triggered. It doesn't really help the situation because they're going to feel that feeling regardless of whatever warning you give before that's a really big issue because it takes away from the person's experience and takes away from the fact that they went through something really traumatic that they probably won't be able to forget for a really long time and I feel like that's a really, really big problem that our generation and I personally have
1: done. I feel like uh, this ignorance, it leads to uh, self-destruction and harmful coping mechanisms of the people who are suffering uh, from
0: mental illness. For sure, and when you don't provide them with the attention that they need. They're gonna it's not bad as an us, like our society. We're gonna bottle away our emotions and bottle away our feelings and it'll turn into a vicious cycle and we'll be the same problems that we're talking about. We won't be able to provide assistance to our future generations and the generations below us. Unfortunately, there are Very few people, especially in Pakistan, they're privileged enough to be able to talk about their mental health problems. That includes us. And I feel that those people have... The responsibility on them to keep the conversation going, which is exactly why we have this podcast to begin with. And I think it's important to mention here that um, for those of you who want, to, who want to seek professional help, there is a page on Instagram called Mental Floss, and they offer free therapy sessions by professional psychologists. So you just have to like go to their page and they have their instructions there. I really think it's important for us all to be sensitive uh, to these things and to notice these little tells that people close to us might be having because um, mental health issues, as mentioned before, are not visible to the human eye. And I don't tend to open up about my, my own struggles because I feel vulnerable or weak in front of my friends or my family. But I think that one thing that we all have to remember is that um, across all social divisions, across any kind of decision, uh, division, one thing that we all have in common is that we're all connected by our emotions. So that's, that's something that we can always connect on, that's something that we, that we always can relate to. Okay guys, so our Google form is in, the, is in our bio and we're open to any suggestions, any constructive. and so don't hesitate and uh, stay tuned for the next one. Bye. Okay, so our Google Doc form is in our bio, so we're open to any suggestions oh, and any Google constructive doc criticism. Form. It's a form, not a doc. Okay, our Google Doc form is in our bio, and we would really, really appreciate your feedback. Any suggestions and constructive <laughs> it's criticism? Kind of Google Doc! <laughs> yeah, kind it's of a Google form! Google form!